This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Nice win for the Knicks. Hickey goes deep twice, and we have a new theme champion. We'll talk about it next. At 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7FM, along with Brian Mungi and Mike Mike. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Mr. Damer. Larry, how are we feeling today? Uh, we're feeling great. How are you, my friend? Well, Yankees don't hit, the Mets don't play, but we got a Nick win to talk about. So uh, let's let's roll, right? You know. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not going to have you blaspheme Higgy like that. <laughs> Higgy went deep <laughs> the, for you twice. The, the Yankee offense is rolling like we all expected. Rugnid Odor and uh, Higashioka and uh, a little Brett Gardner mixed in. So we're uh, we're ready to roll. If, if if any of the other guys want to chip in at some point, that would be great too. I think Higgy should get more more playing time. I well, think you he should what? bat him fourth. <laughs> Look, after a game like this, I would say, you know, the guy has to be in the lineup the, the next day. But you know what? Sanchez nope. has actually been good so far. He has been. So he I, don't wanna, I don't want to I don't want to leave him on the bench too long. And then when he comes back, he's 0 for 4 with 3 Ks, you know? So I don't know. Come on. You, you know Sabermetrics. Sanchez, Stanton is due a day off from D8. So put, put right. Sanchez at the D8 and then you well, can catch Higgy. I'll be honest with you. A lot of guys in that lineup could use a day off right now. I could use a day off from watching them. Well, here's the thing, and we'll get to the Knicks in a second. Here's the thing. Your ace did what an ace does, right? He limited the, limited the opposition, kept you in the game until you were able to find a way to get some runs. And, and that's what he does, and that's what makes your ace like Cole, like DeGrom. The only problem with DeGrom is his team doesn't score for him. DeGrom's but, you know, so good he shuts down his own team. I know. And, and, and tries to hit for them and get run. He gets on base so they can score him and still doesn't work. But, you know, Cole did what he had to do tonight. Yeah. And, and you know, it was not a great start. Uh, you know, he gave up a run in the first inning, had a couple of guys on, nobody out in the second inning. And then all of a sudden, strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. And uh, he settled in from there because there were a lot of strikeouts from that point on. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's what you want from him. And finally, the offense was able to scratch out a couple of runs. I, I said on Saturday, and I might have said it yesterday too, that. Generally, hot takes in April. April hot takes stay in April but when it comes to baseball. So I'm mm -hmm. sure that the Yankee offense is eventually going to start to uh, look like the Yankee offense. I would just prefer that it started here sooner rather than later, rather than relying on Kyle Higashioka hitting a couple of home runs a night. I will say this, at least this early. If right. you're going to have struggles, have them now. Have them yeah. now. Yeah, well, you know, the only look, I think they're going to be fine, but the problem is we all live in the world and the the hot takes when the Yankees start out 3 and 5 come yeah. fast and furious, be it, you know, mm -hmm. we got to trade Glaber Torres for Trevor Story, be it, you know, Brian Cashman deserves to be fired, get Aaron Boone out of here, this one, that one. So just to win a couple of games, just just to quiet that part of it down is, is nice. Well, here here's the only if I were a Yankee fan, I would here's my here's how I would look at it. I know DJ LeMahieu is not going to hit 260 all year. So I'm good. I know he's going to get hot and when he gets hot I think the team will follow and they'll be rolling shortly. Have patience Yankee fans, have patience.
Yes. Uh, well, look, I, I've, I've been saying that for a while, and, and it's, it's sometimes it's the Yankee fan, but also it's sometimes the people that cover the Yankees. But because, you know, oh, yeah. they, they're yeah. supposed to be the ones that know better. But yeah. every year, a baseball season, people forget what, how long an actual baseball season is. And I could kind of understand that maybe a little bit because last year was 60 games. But, yeah, the baseball season, it's just getting started. we got a long way to go. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We've got a long, long way to go. And, you know, uh, at this rate, the Mets will be playing a lot of doubleheaders. They got one tomorrow. Oh they got goodness. one to make up uh, from yesterday. Uh, you know, and this pitching staff, I, you know, I, I'm not sure we'll, if they'll be able to handle that. But we'll talk baseball a little bit later inside this edition of ESPN New York tonight. But, Gordon, I'm going to tell you this. Yesterday, I talked and talked and talked and talked about how concerned I was with the Knicks having a must-win against Toronto. Did they make it easy for me? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> they never do. They love to stress Larry. I love to stress him out. But the other thing I talked about was my concern about the Lakers. I watched how the Lakers beat the Nets in Brooklyn. Yes, I know they didn't have Kyrie because he got tossed out of the game. Yes, I know that James Harden didn't play. But it was Drummond who was very physical, and the Nets had trouble answering that. So I knew that the Nets, who have, even with their injuries, have more talent than the Knicks do, and a deeper bench that, you know, helps them out, that contributes. So I was very concerned about the Lakers and how they were going to play against the Knicks tonight. And I got to tell you, this was a, this was a nice win for the Knicks. Not, not stressful, not, not easy. But not stressful, Gordon. A comfortable, comfortable win for the Knicks. This was a Knicks blowout. Uh, like for other teams, <laughs> this might not be a blowout, but for the Knicks, this is a blowout. I mean, one eleven ninety six. That's that's uh, that's easy street for the Knicks. We're used to like three point game under a minute to go. Can they get a shot? Can they get a decent run in an offensive play here? So this one tonight, yeah, it was pretty easy. I was actually more focused on the A. I figured I was going to be more focused on on the Knicks down the stretch, but it actually mm -hmm. turned out I was more focused on the Yankees down the stretch. So, hey, what did we say on Thursday? Like, they have some games here that they have to win. I don't know necessarily that I would have said that the Laker one was the one that they had to win because mm -hmm. it was tough to know who, you know who exactly was going to play or how. The, but the Lakers, are, I, I know they haven't played that well considering who they are. But right. considering who they're missing, they haven't played all that poorly either. Mm -hmm. So nope. it would not have shocked me if the Knicks would have lost this game. But back on Thursday, we are talking about, you know, there's a lot of things to like about the Knicks. But the one thing that has to concern you is that Julius Randle just has not looked like Julius Randle. Well, the last couple of games, he's getting back to looking like Julius Randle, especially tonight. And that's important for them. Because yeah, they, they can't, they, they need, they need him to be the focus of the offense so other people can understand where they, where they flow and, you know, can take some pressure off of them. So, you know, listen, he, he was, he was really good tonight. The turnovers though, the past couple of games, Gordon have been a little concerning. If I have to, if I have to be Tom Thibodeau mm -hmm. and, and nitpick, yeah. I mean, he had seven turnovers tonight. Uh, but I mean, 34 points, 10 rebounds. I mean, he, he, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. Yeah. I can't complain about how, how he performed tonight other than the turnovers. Yeah, I mean, in terms of offense, this was not a great offensive performance by the – you know, when you when the Knicks shoot 5 of 27 from 3 <laughs> and still win a game, yeah. that's telling you that the defense played really well. And, they, they you know, they got a lot of turnovers tonight. They blocked some shots tonight. Uh, and some other guys stepped up for a change, right? Like uh, R.J. Barrett did not have a very good shooting night, had a bad shooting night, was 2 mm -hmm. of 11. But Alfred Payton played probably his best game in a while. 
Uh, I thought Derek Rose continues to, to kind of show that life that he's had when, when he first got here, and then he got the whole COVID situation really hasn't been the same. Right. So they, they got enough offense tonight to, uh, to make it work, but the defense was back in a big way. Defense was back in the big way, and it's so funny. You mentioned that about the Nick blowout. I mean, you know how much of a blowout it was? Julius Randle got up, got out of the game with 53 seconds left. <laughs> right, he only played 39 <laughs> tonight. That was, that's an easy win. That's an easy win. And you know what? Very quietly, I got to say this, Gordon, and, and he was big again tonight. Nerlens Noel, that tag team yeah. of Noel and Gibson, Gibson have done just a tremendous job in, in protecting the paint and – being, have, being aggressive and rebounding on both both ends of the glass. They, they've they've done a nice job without Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, I mean, and, and when he went down and then first went down, came back, and then went down again, you're thinking to yourself, you know, can they keep this up? You know, Noel had played well in the first absence, but can he keep this up, you know, for the long haul? Uh, he has been a big piece of the team, and they have a couple of professional guys that, you know, they don't – nothing that they do maybe is sexy – but they're important parts to the team. So, uh, yeah, Noel has been kind of – I don't know that we necessarily would have thought that they would have had to rely on him as much as they have, but mm -hmm. uh, he was big tonight again. So, uh, yeah, I mean, those kind of little performances that you get from, from maybe not the star players, those are important when your, your margin of error is as, as narrow as it is for the Knicks. And the thing about Gibson, I mean, tonight – Eight points, ten rebounds, but going six off the offensive boards. He's been a guy that gives the when you when you shoot as bad as the Knicks have been shooting. Second chances are very important, and he's been the guy that's been able to give them some second chances. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, look, uh, you know, it was tough going offensively tonight, but uh, the defense stepped up again. And you know, I, I feel like people have felt like you know the Knicks defense. Well, they bring that every single night. I don't know. I feel like there's been a little cracks in those defense at times. So mm -hmm. the third quarter tonight which was nice that the third quarter did not get followed up by a terrible fourth quarter because it feels like any time the Knicks are rolling in the third, you know that the hammer is going to come down in the fourth and it's going to be that three-point game again. So tonight that was not the case. So it no, was a, a nice, easy night. It was a nice, easy night. And like I said, it's about time. <laughs> yeah, I needed they, one of those, Gordon. <laughs> right. I'm sure the play. You know, I'd like to think that the players c could use one of those as well. So – they got a tough schedule coming up. They Who's do. it next? The Pelicans are up next, and, yeah. and they got some tough games to come. And, and the schedule, the second half, is very, very difficult. So let's stack these wins together. After losing, what was it, five of six? They've now won yeah. three in a row. They're back over 500. When they were at two games under, you know, we kind of felt like things were teetering in the wrong direction, and, and, and five or six games under could be right around the corner if you, if you weren't careful. So New Orleans next at Dallas, New Orleans again. So those are three tough, you know, those are going to be three tough games for the Knicks. And the one thing that they've been able to do, Gordon, is avoid the long extended streak. I talked about it yesterday and you've mentioned it before. You know, before you previous years, those, that five games would oh, turn into 10, 11, yeah, 12. Absolutely. The but they were able there. to turn it around. And, and this is a this is a nice win for them. Back to back. Nice wins. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I know New Orleans is under 500 and all that, but they're, they're still kind of scary to me. And, and there's no yeah. – I, I don't know if there's really – I don't think that there's a game on the Knicks' schedule the rest of the way. Maybe they have one or two where you can say, absolutely, they absolutely should win that game. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no real gimme. Like, all the gimmies, I think, are kind of out of the way. Yeah. So, I know New Orleans has not been great, but they got some talent on that team, and, and they could certainly – I would not be surprised if the Knicks lost one of these two against them. I agree, but I think, Gordon, they have a couple 
excuse me, after that, before they hit into that nightmarish stretch. They've got a couple at home, a couple of Chicago's, oh, okay. uh, something well, like that, know, where look. they can, where they can, you know, we're, we're still not where you can say, oh, these are definite games we're going to win, mm-hmm. but some that that are not to the magnitude of what they're going to face when they when the calendar turns okay. to. Okay, yeah, they got Chicago, they got Houston, but Houston's on the road. Um, here's the schedule the rest of the way: New Orleans, mm-hmm. Dallas, New Orleans, Charlotte, Atlanta, Toronto. I mean, Toronto, you would think is is a is an easier win, right? Because Toronto has not played well, right? But it's still, you know, Toronto still, still has Toronto. some talent. Right? Yeah. Uh, Phoenix, Chicago, Houston. Okay, fine. Those are two right there. At Memphis, at Denver, at Phoenix, at the Clippers, at there the you Lakers. Go. Yeah. Uh, there you San go. Antonio, Charlotte, Boston. So if you'd say, what two two games there that you say going into absolutely positively you cannot lose these games they have a six game stretch i think it is going that you ran off that mm-hmm. if, they, if they can go four and two oh in God. that stretch say that would be <laughs> if they could go four and two in that stretch right. i they would it would be it, it would be great because mm-hmm. then it gives them a little leeway into the choppy waters of may that they've got to go into yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the, the, the tough sledding is still to come on this schedule. That's for sure. So, yep. That's for sure. And back out to Randall. Four minutes remaining. Randall from inside the line. Over Drummond. Julius Randall now at 31. Having a big-time shooting night. Kenny Albert, the coach. Brendan Brown with the call here on 98.7 ESPN. It's Damon Hardesty on 98.7. 1-800-919-3776. We also will be crowning our TV theme TV theme song throwdown champion, Gordon, and we'll do that at the top of the hour. Yes. I, I got to tell you, I, I, yeah. I was a little surprised. Nah, I nah. was a little surprised. I, I'm going to take some people to task. <laughs> I, I have a list, Larry. I have checked it twice, and I am going to go full bore after. Oh, that. baby. Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. Okay. I will save it for the top of the hour. Okay, good. Yeah. So uh, everybody, be ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gordon's Gordon's doing a Gordon rant. Oh my God! <laughs> I mean, and, uh, and, uh, I was over the weekend. You know, you're doing shows every once in a while. I would check out on the voting, and oh my God! You know? <laughs> I looked. I was like, oh. That's all I'm going to say. It started out well. It, it started did. out great. It did. Yeah. I don't know what happened. It took a all turn. I think I think people got comfortable. So, mm. Oh, we don't have to vote. They're, they're going to roll. They're going to roll. Yeah. No, that's why we told you. Vote early and often. We told yep. you. We Try told to tell you. you. But look, no. There are many things that people have um, complained to us about, things that we did wrong. Mm-hmm. Tonight, we get to point the finger of blame back at those people. Wow. Because wow. I mean, there's nothing that we did here. It was out of our hands. It, right, we absolutely. put it into the, the people's hands. Yes. And the people took it, crumpled it up, threw it in the garbage, kicked it around, and then t- it set it on fire, and then took the ashes and threw those in the garbage. So, yeah. <laughs> good times. I see. <laughs> I see. Yeah, it, it, was, it was disturbing. Rough, it was disturbing. Rough. It really was. Gordon, I got to say, and you mentioned him, uh, the way – if. If, if this young man could finish at the rim the way he finished tonight, I mean, Alfred Payton, 20 points in 27 minutes. I mean, you would love the assist totals to be up. I mean, they didn't really move the basketball well. But what he was able to do finishing at the rim and finished for change. I mean, he was 9 of 12. Uh, he missed two free throws, but he was 9 of 12, Gordon, and everything was right by, right by the rim. That's what he needs to do. 
Yeah, well, look, I mean, he's been aggressive at other times. It just seems like, you know, there's going to be these games every once in a while that are kind of outliers. It's just nice that the outlier came tonight because the Knicks could use some offense, right? Like, uh, after seeing Emmanuel quickly be more involved again than tonight, mm-hmm. it was kind of back to not really playing all that much, not really getting that many shots. Uh, R.J. Barrett, obviously, did not have a good shooting night tonight after yeah. uh, the game against Toronto where he came up so big. Yeah. Uh, so, they, you know, the Knicks needed some offense, and uh, that, that was uh, Alfred Payton was, uh, you know, we, we've seen him take several of those, had games where he's taken shots like that before, Yep. And they just haven't gone in tonight. They just happened to go in. So, you know, nine of 12 from your point guard uh, in 27 minutes and finishing with 20 points. You'll take that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. We will. There's no question about that. And no the defense. Question Obviously, yes. the defense he provides as well. So, yes, you need that. Absolutely. So we'll take your calls in a minute. We have to talk about the Yankees. The Mets were rained out. Knicks with a big win. And Sam Darnold quarterback of the Carolina Panthers has spoken. We'll hear from him before the midnight hour, Gordon, and then we turn the proceedings over to Freddie and Fitzsimmons. But as we've done every night, every show for the past couple of weeks, at, in this time we have either debuted a bracket or counted it down, mm-hmm. and now we announce our champion. Yes, the TV theme throwdown. We've been doing it for a couple of weeks, right? Kind of mirroring the NCAA tournament. We started with 64 theme songs. 64 of what we considered, the selection committee, the best theme songs that there were. There were many more contenders that we could have went with. Narrowing it down to 64 was difficult. But we got down to, you know, the round of 32, the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight. And then on Thursday... We narrowed it down to the final four. And unlike the NCAA tournament, where it was two matchups and, you know, we just put all four in the hopper and let you, the people, decide. The four that we got down to, number one seeds, the Jeffersons, Cheers, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And the number three seed from the 2000s and beyond region was the Sopranos. The early voting pointed one way. Kind of seemed like it might have taken another turn. And then finally, I would say probably Friday afternoon for sure, mm-hmm. the true contender revealed itself and never let up, Larry. The wow. winner. Do we have a drum roll? The winner of the first ever, and based on this voting, probably the last ever, TV <laughs> theme throwdown is... all be ashamed of yourselves. We sat here, I sat here, Larry sat here, and took so much grief. Why don't you have this theme song? You did this wrong. You did that wrong. We put it easy for you. Multiple choice. (laughs) One of four. Three of the four would have been, you could make a convincing case for three of the four. And what did 35.3% of you do? You picked the wrong song. Terrible job. Terrible. Voting like this, Larry, makes you understand the appeal of dictators. That's all I can say. (laughs) Obviously, some people shouldn't have the right to vote. The fact that people would go with the Sopranos theme song 
over the Fresh Prince, over Cheers, over the Jeffersons. To me, I could have won either way. I would have been fine either to Jeffersons Mm -hmm. or Cheers. Either one, I would have been cool. Fresh Prince, I could understand it. I don't think it's the number one, but I could understand it. Yep. There is only one wrong choice. I would have preferred people vote uh, none of the above. Yeah. That would have been a better answer than the Sopranos. Terrible job by the people out there. I don't know what I don't know how you people sleep at night. It's not whether the show was good. No, it's of course not. It's the theme not. song. The theme, not the show. Called, that's why it's called the TV theme throwdown. It wasn't the TV show throwdown. <sighs> you know, Very disappointing. Very disappointing. It's almost like, you know, God gives us all life, and then we, you know, some people take that life and they smoke three packs a day and, uh, you know, life of crime and everything else, and they go vote the Sopranos. Terrible job. Terrible job. And I love the Sopranos show, and I would admit that the theme song, when you hear it, you got excited for the show, but that was because the show was good. Mm -hmm. They could have put any theme song in there, (laughs) and you would have still been excited. So, terrible job. Well, maybe not The Office. (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, I mean, look, if that was the case, we'd just have to shut the whole thing down. I mean, forget it. We'd just uh, write off the people altogether. Te- I mean, I, d- I don't know what else to say. Just a no. terrible job by the voting public. 35%. As it broke down, it was the Sopranos, 35%. Fresh Prince came in second, 31 Cheers, 20 The Jeffersons, 12 I mean, that that oh. out is outrageous. Look, you people screwed it up so many different ways. And I want to blame. Look, I, we took all the heat, Larry. It's now time to point the finger at who mm-hmm. is truly to blame. Yep. You guys screwed up the, the, the Hawaii 5-0. You screwed up this thing and that thing. The Jeffersons got 12. Per- you listen to that, that Jeffersons theme song. It, it puts you in a good mood right away. Yep, it does. <sighs> it really does. It really does. That was outrageous. Well, I tell you, it will, it, it will force the... Uh, committee to come up with a different type of uh yes <laughs> bracket next year yes clearly. <laughs> I'll tell you that it's gonna clearly. be different it's yeah. gonna be different we're gonna have to structure this is a lesson listen to everybody though seriously to everybody who participated we thank you we yes. wanted to try it out to have even some fun and, uh, yeah even though larry's you didn't. the nice one larry will tell you thank <laughs> you for comp- no i'm telling yes. you the truth i'm telling you you guy we all know you screwed it up <laughs> but we thank you for playing anyway yes thank you for playing along but but next year you gotta do yeah. a better job. Yeah, I with mean, whatever come we come up with, you gotta do a better job. Wow. And you know what? It would have been one thing if the Sopranos was one of those ones that you know you could make the argument you could have left it out and picked something. The Sopranos was one you had to kind of have in there because yes. it was just such a big show and the theme song is so recognizable. Mm-hmm. So we can't even take the blame for that. No, had to be there. It had, had to, be, to there. be there. And if it had been a lower seed, it still probably would have advanced as well. So yeah. It's uh, very disappointing. Much it's, like in Zaga's season, the Sopranos yeah. winning the TV theme throwdown. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. And, you know, it just shows you how popular the show is. Yes. And look, Still, it's a great, great show. It's one Absolutely. of the great shows of all time. No question about it. The, 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 the Tony Soprano character, one of the great characters mm-hmm. in the history of American television. But it was not the best theme song. Not the best theme. No. 1-800-919-3776. Spike in St. Pete, help us out. You're up first on ESPN New York tonight. Well, I don't like those contest results. So if I could have voted 10,000 times, it, to me, it would have had to be the Jefferson. So, I mean, that picture moved up, and uh, mm. I would uh, I would call for a recount. <laughs> I did kind of feel like just throwing, you know, deleting the tweet and uh, starting over again today. I've got to be honest with you, Spike. It ran across my mind. 
Great show, crappy theme song. Okay, yeah. so tonight, you know how we years we've been talking to the three of us about box scores. So the, I don't know. I'm guessing that they had 25 turnovers the Lakers. And uh, the bottom line is that the Knicks shot maybe 20, 18% from three and out rebounded them. But that's a win that I always say to beat that kind of team at home. And they, it was pretty easy. It really was. It wasn't a pretty game, but it was pretty easy. And uh, my stepson just flew in from uh, New Jersey, you know, mm. boy to his arm shirt. Uh, sorry for that one. But uh, I, he said, next one. And I said, yeah, the Yankees won the next one, you know, our, our teams. And we're thinking of going Wednesday to Dunedin, uh, which is, we're going to wind up moving, hopefully. Uh, it's about 25 minutes from where we are. So I might see a Yankee game, you know, wow, down here, which great. is kind of weird. Anyway, so the Knicks played well. And uh, the shooting was off, which goes to show you guys, and you both know it, you don't have to have a high shooting percentage. You just have to play defense. And this team's starting to remind me a little bit of the 90s teams. It really is. They've got some tough dudes on this team. And, and Knowles is turning out to be uh, not bad. No, no, and, and, I don't know and you, especially I, being healthy. Guys feel. Yeah, especially yeah, being healthy. And, and it's odd nice to me. Job. Yeah, it's odd to me, though. Maybe uh, listen, and thanks for the time, boys. I know it's a short show. It's odd to me with Burks and Bullock. It's one game, one guy gets four shots, and the next game, the guy scores 23 points. Yeah. There's nothing set there except the uh, pick and pop from Randall to, to Bullock. Everything else is, uh, is standard, run the weave, screen and roll, that type of thing. But uh, Peyton had a good game. My God, he only blew one or two layups. He got in there and he played well. And Julius was brilliant tonight. I thought his shot was gone. And, you know, his, his, you know, his baseline uh, fade, he played great against his old team. So uh, now I want to win the next game. I think we could at least split with, uh, with New Orleans. I, I think so. And I think the seven is the one we should hope to land on, the seventh seed. If I remember right, seven and eight play nine and ten, and the bottom seeds have to win two to get in, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all right, so uh, yeah, you get one at home. All right, I think they get both games. The you know, seven and eight get home court. So I'm very confident. And last thing, how uh-huh. good? How how good is Derrick Rose keeping in again? He's real good, and that's, that's in, why they got yeah, him. He keeps in. That's why they got yeah, him. Yeah, all right. Well, but she's just chopping up. Well, listen, we have a great show, and uh, we're over 500 now. That's it. That's a yeah, good thing. Thanks for, for checking in, being, Spike. Right? It seems like it's going to float around there the whole season long, right? It doesn't feel like you're ever going to get too high above 500, but it doesn't feel like you're going to get too low below it. So you should be in good shape. I just think, Gordon, that now it's almost like Thibodeau looks at Burks as another point guard and not a shooting wing forward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so he's handling the ball so much. I think it's taken away from his offense, in my opinion. Yeah, it probably has. I mean, yeah, it does seem that way. Uh, and, and he, I, I don't know, look, maybe it's just the lack of other options. Because uh, there's times where he's a little careless with the ball as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. yeah, the offense was not there for him tonight. But, look, they, they, uh, they had enough to get through. Good. And that's the bottom line. Yep. <laughs> that's the bottom line. Hey, Buddha in the Bronx, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, Peach? How are you? Buddha. Yeah. Ooh, just got that second Moderna today. That sucker's kicking my you-know-what, man. My legs feel like they're 400 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Glad you got it. That is a typical reaction, though, from a lot of people that, uh, that you know, you run into that that second one. It, yeah, uh, the it'll second take one. You, you know, the too. first one I had like a, you know, I was just tired a little bit, mm-hmm. but I mean, the second one, oh man, I don't know, you know, they put some type of magic in there. So well, look, I, I would think that if you got the second one and you didn't have any reaction to it, it would almost feel like, wait a sec, did I get the right thing here? I mean, what, what's, what's going on? Like, there's so many people that have such a bad reaction to it. I'd feel awkward if I didn't have that bad of a reaction to it. Yeah, I mean, I got like three Zoom meetings tomorrow, and I've got to go to work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just trying to get myself together, I'm drinking yeah. a lot of water and vitamin C. Yeah, you know, we're overworked, so. But you know, um, with, with, with the Knicks, man, you know the um, the Grizzly game and and the Raptors game, the, those were two must wins. This yes. one was sort of like a plus win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, like you said, they're above 500. They're teetering around there. You know, um, listen, man, you got to be real happy. I mean, you can't complain. Even when they were losing a couple of games there, like, you got to be realistic, you know, with the talent that they have. I mean, they're maximizing everything that they have. And and they're just purely enjoyable to watch, man. You know, just just the effort, man. I mean, that defensive effort today was, was beautiful, man. I, 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 I was switching back and forth, you know, that, you know, and, um, you know, I saw my boy tonight, you know, um, the league MVP with his 36 points in 26 minutes. But, you know, a couple of years ago, even last year, I, I would have never, like, flip-flopped, you know, with the remote between the Sixers and the Knicks. There's, There's no reason very to. Very enjoyable team to watch, no. man. Very enjoyable team to watch, man. I mean, I have no complaints. Just got to be real happy. You know, just get behind these guys, man. I mean, they get one more player. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know if they need necessarily two more players. You get one more player, and you can stretch out that bench. And, listen, Milwaukee... Even Boston, you know what Boston is. None of these teams in the East are juggernaut. Next year, the Knicks could be right where they need to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still think that they need – look, I love Randall, and I think that R.J. Barrett eventually will be uh, kind of an all-star considered player, but I think that they still need to build up the talent as much as possible. They're getting by with a lot of with a lot of role players, and they're maximizing that effort from those guys, uh, but I think that they still need a, a pretty sizable upgrade in talent. I mean, but I, what I mean is there, there was a time in the beginning of the season where you looked at them and you said they needed to bring in two oh, max yeah. players. Absolutely, yeah. I think yeah. you can get by with one max player and, and, and some additions. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, I really do. Because you look, let's look at the Sixers, for example. Now, you know, everybody tried to shove Ben Simmons down. down and I told you, lad, for, for a long time, and we spoke about this a, a, a thousand times, mm-hmm. you can't really build your team around him. Because he wasn't a really true, like, number one player. He's a good, he's like an exceptional role player. Mm-hmm. But Embiid is the dog. And right. and then you fit, you, you add Tobias Harris. You, um, what's the other? Corkman. You got a few other guys. And look at where they are. You can't tell me the Knicks can't do that. Like, I'm not saying that Randall has to be the number one. But yeah, he could the be thing. the 1A. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, I still think that they need the... If, if they if they don't get someone better than Randall, they got to get somebody at least as good as Randall. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that would put them over. But and thanks for the call, Buddha. But here's the thing, and you're absolutely right in what you say. But Gordon, when they play the way they play, and and see if they were getting blown out in the game against Brooklyn that they lose by two, if they're getting blown out in those games, then you don't feel the same way because you understand that the talent is not there, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're right there or you have a lead and you blow it, yeah, you know, that's what makes you different. That's what makes you feel the way you do about the team. You, realistically, you know what you're watching, but they're in the game anyway. So you're like, you know, listen, if you're that close, a couple of more plays, you win it. 
Yeah, and I agree with Buddha that like anything that you get from the Knicks, like if they're in the play-in, if they get to the playoffs, this I mean that's complete gravy. If they get to yes. the play-in and, and something goes wrong and they don't make the playoffs, I think that that will be slightly disappointing. But I mean, we do have to keep in mind where our expectations were coming into the season. They mm-hmm. weren't about the play-in. They weren't about the playoff. They weren't anything play at all. It was it was <laughs> like let's get through the season and see where the ping pong balls go. So uh, and, and the concern was that up until this three games, when you got two games under 500 and you're looking at the schedule and you're looking at how Randall's playing, you know, that's where I think the anxiousness came from. Like, is this team now going to drop way down and be 10 or 11 or somewhere in that range? So the fact that they've been able to kind of get Randall back going again, get some wins here, you kind of feel like where you were, you know, maybe a a week or so ago. Yep. You've got hope. You've Mm -hmm. got hope that you don't have to – rely on the play-in because I really don't want the play-in. I mean, if I got a shot, Gordon, I don't want the play-in. Well, no, I mean, that, that would be – well, look, if they had the play-in and then they get to the playoffs, uh, you know, you'll mm-hmm. – if, if, they, if they get to the playoffs and they get swept out in the first round of the playoffs, uh, I don't really uh, – to me, that uh, I don't want it to happen, but I'm not going to be like – No, oh, you're not devastated. Do, right, I'm not devastated. If they get to the playoffs this year, to me, that's a successful season no matter how it Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And they're only what? They're only a game out of fifth. That's right. So they got a shot. That one is driven deep to right center field. That ball is gone. A home run for Higashioka. A two-run blast, and the Yankees are up two to one. Higgy, the first of two home runs in the Yankee 3-1 win. That, of course, the voice of our Michael K on Yes. Damer and Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. And Gordon, you had to – I bet you you moved a little bit. You may not have jumped out of your seat in, in the office, but you might have moved You moved your shoulder a little bit to say, yeah. Oh, no. Absolutely. I mean, it was a huge uh, – it was more of relief than excitement, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, the offense has just been so bad. Yeah. And, and they just look so lifeless. It's not even like they're having good at bats or I don't know. Just the, there's so many guys in that lineup right now between Stanton, Hicks, Torres, and Frazier that have done absolutely nothing. It, it is weird, and I don't know, Gordon. I don't know whether it's because it's early in the season and you know you make yeah. the adjustment from coming warm to cold, and you know. But but they you know they were we were they were back and they've been in Florida for like a week. <laughs> so it just seems like they just they're just not hitting. It just happens. It's it's one of those things. Right. It just is. It would just be nice if, if if you know one of them started to and it's not even like the other guy. Like if you take a look at Aaron Judge's numbers, they don't look that bad. Mm-hmm. But he has not been he's not been hot. He hasn't come through with big hits. You know, DJ LeMayhew's numbers don't look that horrible for the first couple of weeks of the season, although he's grounded into a lot of double plays so far. But he just hasn't, you know, he hasn't come through with big hits. I mean, the big hits the last couple of days have been Rugnit Odor and Kyle Higashioka. Hey, listen, and that shows you how deep your bench is, Gordon. Yeah. Well, I mean, Higgy, uh, he, it's amazing for a guy who's kind of, I don't want to say he's an afterthought, but he's clearly a backup catcher. Dude, that dude has some power. He went opposite field with that I first know. home run. And That's it right. was a bomb. I and know. then uh, what was the one uh, Urshela yesterday hit yeah. one, like four hundred and fifty something feet? I mean, just an absolute bomb. So, uh, look, I, I have no doubt the Yankees are going to hit, 
and the, the the other side of it is if they don't like if there's something wrong with the if this is what the offense is going to look like the Yankees are mm-hmm. doomed. I mean, <laughs> their <laughs> the strength of their team is the offense. So I'm sure it's going to get worked out. We said that the main thing with these guys is games played, especially Stanton and and, and Judge. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest though, I'm a I'm a little disappointed with Glaber Torres, and I know that we focus so much on him on defense. He's got one extra base hit so far. Yeah, he's been struggling. But they've all been struggling. Yeah, but after the year that he had last year, and then the spring, it looked like, okay, his, his body's in shape. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, you know, last year it was a weird thing. And uh, he has not looked uh, like the same guy so far. So I think that he could take a lot of pressure off his defense if he just simply got back to the offensive player that he was the first two years of his Yankee career. But, uh, look, I, I'm sure he's going to hit. I'm sure Frazier's going to hit. I'm sure all these guys are going to hit eventually. But it would be nice if – if they could kind of hit the ground running because the, 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 the bullpen, you know, we came into the season thinking, oh, Zach Britton, what a huge loss. The bullpen's been awesome pretty much. Yeah. Oh, they looks unhittable. Pitch. Yeah. I mean, the starting pitching has not been bad. I mean, uh, Montgomery wasn't great yesterday, but had a couple of mistake pitches, mm-hmm. but they were still able to get a win. Uh, you know, uh, Cole tonight obviously was Cole. Uh, some of the other guys have, have pitched uh, okay. So, you know, we'll, we'll see uh, as the season goes along. I still don't have – a lot of hope and faith in Corey Kluber, but we'll see. Uh, but, uh, you know, this offense, it's just it's, – it, and it's the worst thing, too. Like, when, when the, inning after inning, you keep winning, you know, okay, this is going to be the inning. They're going to get some hits. They're going to they're gonna start to put it together, and it's one, two, three. It's one, two, three. So, yeah, it's been frustrating. It's been tough. It has been. It has been. But tonight, the ace was outstanding. Six innings, three hits, one earned run, eight strikeouts, 98 pitches, 65 for strikes, and – Cole says, you know what? It's very simple. He was so dominant, he set down 15 batters in a row at one point, Gordon, and he didn't even realize it. <laughs> Honestly, I had no clue. Uh, like I said, they were they 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 were uh, they were on it tonight. I mean, I mean, so I I didn't I I wasn't afforded any ability to take any pitches off. So. Um, not that I, not that I should be taking any pitch off at any point, but um, certainly, certainly it was a bit of a bit of a tight, tight rope walk early, and and uh, you know just try to keep the blinders in and focus on what we were doing, try to keep improving throughout the game. All right, Mr. Cole, talk about your catcher's day at the plate tonight. He's he's locked in. He's locked in. Um, backside and pull. I mean, tough kind of pitch to you right now. It's red hot. <laughs> Yeah, he was good. So Higgy, what what's the deal between you and Cole? Why do you guys work so well together? Um, you know, I, I just think, you know, maybe it's not not really anything in particular. I, I just I think he's just you know a great pitcher, and every every time he goes out there, he he mentally and physically prepares, you know, a hundred percent. So you know, you're getting his best effort no matter what, and. Um, you know, that, that makes our job as catchers easy because, you know, when somebody really, really prepares himself for every game, you know, that you're getting the, the best of them every single time. Yeah, it, it's – listen, Gordon, there's no question. It is easier when you've got an ace who has the – who has the ability to make adjustments, who knows what works, who's a student of pitching the way Cole is. And so he makes it kind of easy for you as a catcher to go ahead because you don't have to, you know, you don't have to 
you don't have to think about, well, what are we going to throw? He, he's really calling the game himself almost. <laughs> yeah, and keep in mind, I mean, this is not the, you know, last time out against the Orioles, you know, that's kind of the Orioles. The Blue Jays have a good hitting team with a yes, lot of power. Simeon has power, Bichette, Guerrero, uh, Biggio, even Grichuk, he, he has some power as well. So to hold them to just the one run after the way things started in this game in the first two innings, that's uh, that's no small feat. And of the 15 guys that he set down in a row, I think seven of them were strikeouts. So that makes it uh, – that makes it even more impressive. So Stroman played catch and he felt good. Uh, and he said that he can go tomorrow. So he's going to go game two. We're going to have a Walker game one and Stroman game two. And Peterson's going to go Wednesday as of now. Luis Rojas with the updated Met pitching schedule because of the rainout today in game one against the Phillies at City Field. Damon Hardesty, we call it ESPN New York tonight. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie Fitzsimmons on 98.7. And, Gordon, before I continue with Marcus Stroman, Gordon, it happened again. What's that? It happened again on Saturday. Jacob DeGrom struck out 14 batters. Oh, 14. Yeah. And they lose 3 nothing. Gordon, 3 nothing. Well, so much for the oh. complaints about taking him out after 77 pitches the first time when he goes, you know, whatever he oh. went on Saturday and they still lost. Do you realize that Jacob DeGrom this year – has more hits in Jacob DeGrom's starts than Michael Conforto or Brandon Nimmo. I'm not surprised. I mean, I am not surprised. Conforto, I, I was surprised he even had a hit in one of the Jacob DeGrom <laughs> starts so far because he's just been invisible so far. Yeah, it's invisible. been invisible. Yeah. It, uh, well, it, you know, it would be good on. if he was invisible. Unfortunately, he keeps coming up in big spots and, and striking out or making out. So it's he's. I mean, I don't know how many guys he's left on base so far, but I, I would not be surprised if it led all of baseball. If if it's not, he's number two, because <laughs> it just seems like he's been in every time there's mm-hmm. a big spot. He's it finds you. It always finds you. It's like that. All right, we're going to put the weakest guy in right field, and the first seven pitches are hit the right field. It's it, it just it's just the way it is. And you know, you just you feel so bad for Degrom. I mean, Gordon, he was dominant. He was dominant. 14, he made one bad pitch. He gave a one run on a home run. And so, in other words, he would have had to pitch a shutout to get a win. He would have had to pitch a shutout. Well, he also actually, has to hit the home run. Actually, he has no to, DH, so he has to provide the runs as well. Actually, he had to pitch a shutout to not lose. Right. <laughs> not to not win. He had to pitch a shutout to not lose. And then, in case you were wondering if Diaz has gotten better, he comes in and gives up two <laughs> runs in two-thirds of an inning with nothing on the line anyway. All we want you to do is hold it close. That's all we need you to do. Don't give up any runs. Gives D- up two D- runs. Diaz is the old line about you take the you go to the fridge, you open it up, the milk is, is sour, and you put it back in the fridge, and you hope the next day it's going to be fresh. You know, it's the Ugh. same old story. So, uh, look, I will say this. If you want to look on the, the, the glasses half full, hmm. the fact that the Mets are going to have all these double headers here is great news because the fact that there's seven innings – means that there's less of a reliance on the bullpen. Yeah, but that, well, I don't know. Don't, don't, I don't know because, listen, Trevor Scott Proctor May. Just have the starters go the whole seven. But, but, but Trevor Scott Proctor May is going to pitch in every <laughs> doubleheader. He's going to pitch on both ends. Yeah, the, the, we were talking about the circle of trust. Uh, the yeah. circle of trust is putting your fingers together to make up a zero. <laughs> I saw that tweet. <laughs> that's, that, I was that's laughing. The, I saw that's that. The circle, that's the circle of trust with the Mets bullpen right now. It, it really is. You might really have guys weird. you. You might be guys you go to a lot, but that yeah. doesn't mean that they're any good. No, no. <laughs> You're hoping. 
you're just hoping, you're just wishing and hoping that it doesn't go bad this time around. But anyway, you know, Marcus Stroman was upset yesterday. And, and listen, I understand. Absolutely right. He, and I can understand. I understand. They should not have started that game. No, I mean, now I understand afterwards that Rojas, Rojas said, well, they had this, 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 you know how they said, this big window that we could get it in. Well, whatever happened, the satellite, it, Right. Go to another weather service because that one doesn't work. No. It was pouring rain when they were out there to start with. It wasn't like all of a sudden the cl- – you know, sometimes there are weird situations where it looks fine one minute and then the next minute it just starts pouring. But that game, it was pouring anyway. It was. It really was. And so Stroman was upset, and rightfully so. And so now he's thinking he's not going to be able to pitch until the opener in Colorado, which for me, Gordon, I understand that you want your number two pitcher earlier, especially against the Phillies, uh, an East rival. But I'm not unhappy about having a ground ball a ground ball pitcher pitching in Colorado either. Yeah, um, I mean, and especially the Rockies are not very good. No, so, uh, that's that seems like it would be a fine matchup there. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a tough situation because it's amazing they have all the all this all these things now to ma- apparently make our lives better, right? Mm-hmm. The, the better radar, the 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 uh, the video replay from the Sunday night game that we've not even talked about, that play at the plate where right. the, the guy on the Phillies bomb or whatever his name is still has not touched home plate, and yet he was ruled safe. <laughs> I mean, we have all these things that are supposed to make life easier, but it seems like it just makes life all uh, makes it worse. It's about getting it right, Gordon. <laughs> well, for somebody somewhere, I mean, you would like to think. Yeah, that, you would. I, I don't that's – the, that's the most mind-boggling thing because instant replay – was brought in to fix that kind of call, right? The egregious call that everybody on their couch at home can see they got wrong. And this was not, this is a perfect example of like, oh, well, with the Conforto play, well, we can't use replay. They might have screwed it up anyway. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that one last night on Sunday Night Baseball was as clear as anything you could want. And I'll, I'll give the the umpire at the plate a pass because it is a bang, bang play, even though he's Mm -hmm. standing right there. I don't know. Maybe you just saw it wrong. But, okay, we got video replay to check it and, and make sure we get it right. Yeah. So much for that. Yeah, that doesn't work. Because sometimes it's the angle. They, they could be right there, but the angle is crazy. Right. You know, you're, th- you know, you're looking. He's like, well, you know, he, he slid over the plate. But from his angle, it looks like he's, he, he, you know, he touched the plate, but he really didn't. And you go back to the center field camera, and it's like, it's like a foot away. Oh, <laughs> you know, terrible. What are you doing? How, what, what's happening? How would you not know? Terrible. It's amazing. It is. 1-800-919-3776. Charlie's in Woodside. Hey, Charlie, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guy. Hey, Larry and Gordon. What's going on? Hey, Charlie. Well, I'm doing good. Uh, well, I'll, well, probably next time I'll call you when I have time, I'll reveal the name of the, the, the other teams. That's three uh, clowns on the other team, not the Knicks, uh, the other teams, uh, the nickname for them. So okay. I'll I'll have I'll let you know, but I forgot the name. But anyway, on the Yankees, um, uh, on the Yankees front, yes, I know Cole pitched well. I mean, yeah, that's that's I mean, even he was like not on in his first two innings. Find a way, get to six. I mean, he got struck at and got three home runs. But what I got a problem with this offense, really. I really got a problem with this offense. The way they hit and runs in scoring position. I mean, inability to get. The men out there were less than three, three uh, less than two outs, and and the fact that on the broadcast, the fact that they say uh, on the broadcast they say they banging the I'm gonna say this team banging too many double plays, eleven double plays. That's time for the major league monks. 
tied with the Padres. Enough of this double plays, and this team needs to start hitting. And so, so Charlie, <laughs> Charlie, what should, Charlie, 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 what should they do? If you're Aaron Boone, obviously we know they're not hitting. We got that. So what should he do? Should he change the lineup? Should he move some people around? Should he sit some people? You're a big-time Yankee fan, Charlie. What should he do? What should I do? Um, hmm, let me see. Uh, run and run and hit the ball the other way. I mean, oh, it's like oh, hitting the ball the other way, I mean, Larry. Oh, just hit the ball the other way. Well, in terms of they weren't really bad with runners in scoring position tonight. They went 0 for 1. They left three men on base. They, it's not about hitting with runners <laughs> in scoring position. Wait. It's just about hitting. They haven't gotten any hits. They're not hitting it as a team. It's not like they've had all these opportunities. Yeah, but they got – and just kill a double play. Stop, stop banging the double right. play. Enough of this I'll double I'll let them play. know. Well, you know, I, I don't but think you... the team is saying, you know what, let's – you know what we do here? Let's bang into these double plays. See, that's, and that's so interesting, Gordon, because I think as fans, sometimes we, we as fans fall into a narrative and it's all about they just don't hit with runners in scoring. They just don't hit with runners in scoring position. Okay, but how often have they had runners in scoring position in some of these games, Gordon? They really haven't. You, you've talked about it. They haven't really had runners on. Right. So tonight, look, you go about the, the game yesterday, yes, I, I get it. They had a ton of people on base. They missed some opportunities. But Gordon, they also made some opportunities in that 10th inning. Right. I mean, they had, if anything, for me, and watching the Yankees just jumping between, because normally they play the same time the Mets do, unless the Mets are getting rained out. Um, it seems like the other thing, and I talked about it yesterday, defense is not what, it, is not what it's been for this team overall. And no. mental mistakes, like Gardner getting picked off yesterday, that's, mm-hmm. that's not Sloppy. what you find. Yeah, it's not. And once again, I understand it's early, so you're not going to be playing crisp baseball yet. It's still April. But, you know, these are the things you figure just coming from spring training, you wouldn't be making those these type of mistakes so early. Yeah, you know, this is – unfortunately, this has been a trend with Aaron Boone as the manager. The Yankees in the early going of the season, you, not, not so much last year because last year was an outlier, but the two previous years, you take a look at those first dozen games, maybe even a little bit, maybe first 14 games, they, they have a lot of things to clean up. They make mistakes on the base paths. The defense is not very good. There's little things here and there where you're thinking to yourself, what is this team doing? And then, well, at least the previous two times, they all of a sudden start to put things together. They start hitting, and they start playing crisp baseball. I would just say, in terms of the lineup, right now, you have Giancarlo Stanton. His slugging percentage is, uh, is 278. I mean, <laughs> Glaber mm. Torres' uh, batting average is 205. He's gotten under, on, on base uh, 29% of the time. Uh, Clint Frazier's hitting 185. His slugging percentage is 259. You know, that, those are just not th- – those are the indicators of a very small sample size that the Yankees have played 10 games and they have a bunch of guys who are just not hitting right now. Yeah. And, you know, as we said, it'll t- they'll turn it around. Right. As, as you, you look at the back of the baseball card on these guys, they will hit better. Yeah, as long location. as they play, right? As long as Stanton and Judge yes. stay in the lineup, as long as, uh, you know, Torres and Frazier and, and all these guys, and if they get Hicks back tomorrow and LeMayhew, these guys are – I mean, their, their track records are pretty good. They're, they're not second- or third-year players at this point. You kind of know what to expect from them. But, no, That's the right. defense has been – look, the defense has been shaky. And i got to be honest, for a guy who I thought was going to come in here, and not that I expect the defense out of him, Kind of disappointed with Jay Bruce. I yeah. thought that Jay Bruce would, you know, maybe provide a little pop, a little home run action here or there. 
Uh, he is not. He he's looked like a guy who was Jay Bruce the last couple of years in the majors. Yeah. So far. Yeah. He he he's an adequate first baseman. He's obviously a better outfielder. Yeah. Uh, but you know you expected him for that short porch, and sometimes you know Gordon for a lefty, that short porch is the worst thing. Because it's like, I got to get to – look how mm-hmm. short that Literally is. Just, I can hit that. Right. And just put, you put it up in the air, right? It'll be out. Yeah, that has not uh, not happened so far. Message your swing up. I think in New York you were 13 and 25 as, as a starter. Yeah, tell the, uh, the people here why you think that you can win here. And and secondly, do you feel like you were given a, a fair shake in New York? Yeah, I think, you know, I've proven to be able to um, – you know, obviously there's more losses than wins, but I've been proven to – you know, win football games here. Um, and um, yeah, you know, I think all things considered in New York, I think, you know, just timing wise, things didn't really work out towards the end. Um, but, you know, like I keep saying, I'm just excited to be here. Just excited to be here. Away from Adam Gase, <laughs> Sam Darnold, talking to the Carolina media. Hard to see Damon to the top of the hour here on 98.7 ESPN. So, Gordon, uh, he had some other things to say. But, you know, listen, he it's really going to be what he does in Carolina. The Jet era is over. Nobody cares about it. Nobody thinks about it. For him, put it behind you, close the door, and just focus on being reunited with Robbie Anderson, having a really good running, a really good, talented, versatile running back who can run the football and catch the football and cut down on your mistakes. Yeah, it's about him. And uh, I know that he said that the waiting was driving him nuts, waiting to see what the Jets were going to do, where they were going to trade him. Uh, I think clearly he has – where he from where he was with a head coach while he was here to where he is now with a new head coach and a, a new offense and some players around him, at least now nobody can say he doesn't have the chance to succeed. That's for sure. It's on him. Yep. It's on him right now. Omar's in Brooklyn. Hey, Omar, you're next on 98.7. Oh, you're both of you guys. Let, let me tell Gordon especially. Yeah. It's a good day when the Knicks win back-to-back and the Yankees lose a best no play. What's that? It's the Yankees lose what? Day. That's you... a perfect day for New York. <laughs> but the Yankees won. The Yankees won. The Yankees won? Yes. yes. 3-1, baby. Kyle Higashioka. I was just kidding. I just yeah. kidding. I don't. You, you were right today. I, I, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to say that the you, you have a good day today, but I am so happy. I did not see this win come. Honestly speaking, I cannot believe that they win this game. So, I, I, honestly, I'm happy for you. Today, I don't even mind the Yankees win. <laughs> Are the you Yankees know, still going to miss the playoffs? For you that I, I wanted the Yankees to lose at the best Are they still going to miss the playoffs, the Yankees? Are they still going to miss the playoffs? The Yankees miss the playoffs? Yeah. Listen, it's all well, about winning the championship. I don't care. You, you, I, okay, Gordon, honestly, honestly. Yes. You want Yankees to make the playoffs and lose in the playoffs? Or you want them to win the championship? I want them to win uh, the championship. Is it a, is it a good year? They make the playoffs and they lose in the playoffs? Well, look, no. I mean, it's better than finishing last place like the Mets did last year. Gordon, I, honestly speaking, I, it's yes. a championship for a buck. For, of and course. this is the last Absolutely. year with the second thing. It's a championship for a buck for the Yankees. Right, but you said, you know you that, said not that they weren't the going to make the playoffs. I didn't say that. Huh? You said that they weren't going to make the playoffs. I never said that Yankees are not making the playoffs. I never I said they can win 110 games. I. Oh yes, I said. I said that. Uh, uh, what did I say the other day? That the Knicks are going to lose to Minnesota. Oh, I was right. 
I never said. Okay, but that's fine. Number. I said we gave you credit for that. But you, but they're not going to Larry, win the Am I losing it? No. Didn't they say that they weren't going to make the playoffs on he Thursday? He did. He did. He doesn't even remember. He doesn't even keep track of the things that Omar says. Yeah. I I said that the Yankees are not going to make the playoffs. Yes, yes. you Yes. Yep. Thursday. Yep. <laughs> but Oh, now you want to talk to me, huh? You're okay, go ahead, Omar. You want to talk to you, Gordon? You want to talk to me now? That's making the playoffs, or that's the old bets with the new order. Is Say the same old bets with the new order, or is it a Degrom? Oh, please, Omar, Omar. Oh, uh, yes. Omar, the Mets are – it should be – Omar, this is the only team that when the ace pitches, you 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 have a worse chance of winning than when anybody else pitches. It's unbelievable. Same old bets. You can change all of us, same old bets, right? Yes. I'm a Mets fan. But this is like – after five games, I'm a Mets fan. I'm feeling terrible. I said it's the same old Mets. You have to change the mentality. I don't know what they have to do. Plus, they have to play a rain out that a pitcher has to come – in the press conference, they say about this garbage that they should not have played. All controversies, all the new ownership meetings, we are going to be uh, like. Uh, I thought it was all different now. The Wilpons are gone. We got Uncle Stevie. Well, it is different. It is different in that sense, right, Omar? At least we've got players that that we're hoping will eventually start to hit. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I'm waiting. <laughs> You know, that's what we're hoping. So, Omar, what's happening with the Knicks? Are they going to win against uh, New Orleans? Since you're in the prediction business. Right. What do you think? Oh, he's gone, he's Omar. Gone. He's gone. He's out, I, I was, I was trying to see if we could get some promo code Gordon for you. Well, look, I could, uh, promo code Gordon could use a little help after the weekend. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that Masters <laughs> took it out of me. Oh. <laughs> I, you, I, I did not see Hideki Matsuyama coming from uh, a mile away. I got, I got to be honest. Oh, no. I was no, on everybody no. else. Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Who was the other guy? Patrick Reed. Uh-huh. See? Not, did, not, no. did not go well. Did not go well. Well, no. you know. No. Hope, so we, we got we to get you back on the winning track. Yes. We got to get you back on the winning track. So th- this I found interesting. Uh, when Sam Donald spoke to the media in Charlotte, Gordon, they asked him to give advice to the right. next, next Jets quarterback. Listen to what what advice to would you give that player going to this team? And, and what kind of a team do you believe that that, that next quarterback is coming into with the Jets? Um, have fun and don't pay attention to the media. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, guys. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. I mean, you kind of root for him because he's just a good guy, you know. He All is. The, and if he was a bad dude – those stories would have been out there by now, but yep. to, you know everybody's had any interaction with him, so you kind of root for him for that uh, that point of view. But uh, I think if he had to be honest, he'd say, "Make sure you don't get coached by Adam Gase," or he would very simply say, "Don't turn the football over," yeah. <laughs> which you know, which is which was really unfortunate for him, Gordon. One of the biggest things that he had issues with, and look, you know, listen, it, it he gets if it's a round pie, right? Everybody has blame. Ownership has blame, coaching has blame, uh, he has blame, and and the talent. So everybody's got a piece of blame that it didn't work out. And, you know, I hope for him that he does a nice job in Charlotte because, you know, he is a good guy. He's a, he good, is a guy. good guy. And you, yeah. root for, you root for people like that to do well. Right. And you'd hate to see – I mean, let's be honest. If he goes down there and plays like he did for the Jets, he's not going to be in the NFL for very much longer. Probably about a year. <laughs> I mean, Maybe two. You know. 
They, they said, it's funny, they said when they got, when they made the deal, oh, we're going to pick up his fifth-year option. And then they asked about, well, we haven't done that as of yet. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll hold, I think that's a smart idea. Hold off on that one for the time being. Let's see a couple of passes first. Absolutely. Go ahead and see you tomorrow night, my friend. Sounds good, Larry. All right, Brian, Mike, thanks very much. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.